Today on episode number 728 of the School of Podcasting, if you have a love-hate relationship with WordPress, then you definitely want to stick around for my interview with the creator of PodPage, which is a tool to help you make super great-looking, super powerful websites for your podcast, and we've got the question of the month. Hit it, ladies! The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I help you launch your podcast. I help you grow your audience. I help you build your influence. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R when you sign up. And that'll save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. Or if you want, you can order them a la carte. Today, we're going to be talking about great technology for podcasters. And when I think great technology for podcasters, I think of Focusrite, especially their Scarlet line. It's now in its third generation. It is the world's best-selling USB interface. And they have over 3 million units sold. And they've got you covered. You're like, look, I have just a a solo podcast. They've got a USB interface for one microphone. Oh, it's me and my co-host. Okay, great. Got that. Well, it's actually a round table. Got that. We got eight people. We got it. And it's going to deliver superior sound quality that makes you sound the best. One of the things that is like my my whatever, my crusade is to avoid people from making bad content that sounds horrible and Focusrite will get you there. It works with really whatever software you're already using and it works with any type of XLR microphone. Some units actually have this cool feature called Loopback that allows you to record your Skype or Zoom calls directly into the recording software with no workarounds. And the third generation that just came out now has this new unique feature called Air. Yet it actually has just a little bit of brightness and presence to your voice. If you're not sure which one to order, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Focusrite, or there'll be a link in the show notes that will take you right out to their website. It'll help you pick the right one for you. So check out the Focusrite Scarlet line. And Focusrite, thank you so much for sponsoring the School of Podcasting. If you want a great-looking website and are not so much in the technology category, like that's not your thing, stick around for my interview with Brennan Mulligan from PodPage. But it is the last episode of the month, which means we have the question of the month. And I asked you, who is that one guest you would love to have on your show and why? And one of my favorite shows, what was that like? Scott Johnson does. And uh, here's what he had to say. Hi, Dave. This is Scott Johnson, and the one person I would love to have on my podcast is someone that almost no one has ever heard of. She's just a regular person, a young lady who probably lives in the Chicago area, and her first name is Genesis, just like the book in the Bible. And that's all I know about her, just that her first name is Genesis. My show is called What Was That Like? And each episode is a conversation with someone who's been through an extremely unusual situation. I just have the person come on the show and tell me what happened firsthand. Well, Genesis was a participant on a TV show called The Carbonaro Effect. And for people who aren't familiar with that show, there's a magician named Michael Carbonaro, 
And for the show, he sets up these magical, good-natured kind of pranks using magic, and the unsuspecting people witness something that they just know cannot be possible. Well, Genesis was one of those unsuspecting participants, and her reaction in the moment was absolutely incredible. So I would like to have her on my show and talk about that. And if anyone wants to see what she actually participated in, you can do a YouTube search on two words, Genesis Carbonaro, and you'll see the episode of that show comes up. It's about a five-minute video. So if anyone has any idea how to get in touch with her, or if you have a contact at the True TV Network, I would love to hear about it. And maybe having her on my show someday will actually happen. And you can check out my podcast at whatwasthatlike.com. Thank you, Scott. You never know who is listening. And uh, I really enjoyed Scott's last episode. He had somebody who won over six figures on Wheel of Fortune. So if you ever wondered, well, what was that like? You can find out on Scott's show. Every Saturday, I do a show with Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. And as we're getting towards the end of the show, Mike, hey, Jim, question of the month. And here's what he had to say. I think I right now I would want to interview Barack Obama. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think just with everything going on in the United States, with everything that's happening, I just, for me, and again, I'm a tech show, but you asked me if there's right. one person I'd want to spend time interviewing. Now, our former president, Obama, would probably be the guy. I just think he has some interesting things to say. So, yeah, that's your Barack, that's your Barack Obama. Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. So, or or the president before him, right? GW. That'd be, oh, I think, I think he'd be a fun interview. That'd be so a, I think both of them would be that'd fun. That'd be a They're fun roundtable. They both have a really good sense of, ooh, the two of them together. That would be a dynamite. That would be a pretty great podcast, yeah. I would think, the two of them together. Next up, they're members of the Northeast Ohio Podcasters Meetup. It's Jill and Chris. Hi, Dave. This is Jill. And Chris. From the Fit Strong Women Over 50 podcast. After some deliberation, we decided on Trevor and Angie Spencer of the Marathon Training Academy podcast. They've been podcasting for many years, and I've listened to them for a long time. And then Chris told me about their podcast ages ago, and I also started listening. So see, there's that word of mouth thing again. Chris and I talk about them as though they're our friends. I'll ask Chris, did you hear what Angie's doing? And then we talk about it. We both love their warmth and motivation. They help people to be able to run a marathon. Our audience is basically women over 50 who want to be fit and strong. And we think that Trevor and Angie could provide some great advice for us. One day, perhaps we'll have them on our podcast. Yes, that can be a goal for us. You can find the Fit Strong Women Over 50 podcast at our website, becomingelly.com. Our community is called Becoming Ellie because Ellie was the Norse goddess of aging and able to defeat Thor in a wrestling match. Jill and I decided we wanted to become fit and strong like Ellie. Thanks, Dave, for your podcast. We pr appreciate everything you do for the podcasting world. Yes, you've really been a big help to us. Bye. Bye. And next up, bring one Chris. The second one gets in for free. Hey there, Dave Jackson. This is Chris. And Christine from the world-famous Chris and Christine Show. And that is Chris and Christine with K's, by the way. So, Christine, which guests would you like to have on our podcast? Well, I love any guests that we interview. I think that everybody brings a really unique background. But I think that this question is specifically asking me who my dream guest would be. And for me, 
That would be Brene Brown. Who is Brene Brown? What? You don't know who Brene Brown is? Oh Should my gosh. I? She is an expert on shame and vulnerability and relationships. She is brilliant. She is a best-selling author and a top podcaster and researcher. And I think that it would be just so thrilling to be able to interview her and to talk with her. And I think especially as it relates to our story, you know, the whole dating after divorce dynamic. Oh, yeah. Totally. I totally agree with that. That's She sounds great. Yeah, she would be great. But Chris, who would be your dream guest? Gee, I don't even know, Matt. You know what? I am not much of a big name dropper, so it doesn't really matter to me. Although there is somebody, maybe, uh, hey, Dave, what you doing? Want to come on our podcast? That'd be great. And, like Dave Jackson? Yeah. Like the, the Dave Jackson? The Dave Jackson. <laughs> do you think we can book him? I, I don't know. I think that maybe we've got an inside track. So, hey, Dave, what do you think? You want to be one of our guests? That'd be fantastic. And if you want to be our guest, you can find us at chrisandchristineshow.com. That is Chris and Christine with K's, by the way, dot com. Yep. So find us at chrisandchristineshow.com, and we would be happy to have you on our show. Thanks so much. All right. See you. Chris and Christine with a K. Hey, you caught me. Here's here's a lesson. If you want somebody to come on your show, you find a time when they have something to promote. And that right now is me. Yeah, if you are looking to have Dave Jackson on your show, I'm not turning anybody down, not that I do anyway, but I have a book coming out July 27th, Profit from Your Podcast. And you can find that at schoolofpodcasting.com slash profit book. It's available for pre-order and if you want to talk about something else, that's fine, too. And I'm not looking to make your show a giant commercial, but I'm definitely looking to get the word out about uh, Dave Jackson School of Podcasting and the new book. So if you're interested, please let me know, and I will definitely be going going over to uh, Chris and Christine with a K and uh, Chris and Christine show and uh, checking out if they have some sort of booking or contact button, things of that nature. And I guess the next person to answer this question would be me. And I had to think about this because I would love to have Ted Nugent, mainly because I was a huge Ted Nugent guitar playing fan growing up. I would love to interview Dave Chappelle just because I think he's brilliant. But none of those guys really fit this show. So the person I would love to interview here is the person that I can't get. I, I've approached a couple times, I believe. And he never has anything to promote except his website, which is noagendashow.com. And that would be the one, the only podfather, Mr. Adam Curry. I would love to have him on my show. And Adam just doesn't do many interviews unless you're like, I don't know, Joe Rogan or Todd Cochran. Uh, Todd Cochran did the interview that I would that I would have done, which is uh, was called Podcast Legends, and he kind of had Adam go over the history of podcasting, and I would like to kind of go over that a little bit, but also just Adam is a fascinating dude because so many people thought he was just this guy on MTV with big hair, and he's had such an amazing career on radio as an entrepreneur, as the guy behind Pod Show. I'd love to hear some of the behind the scenes and stuff like that. So, Podfather, if you're listening, please come on my show. Uh, it would be great to uh, pay homage to the one and only Podfather. And uh, if you haven't checked out his show, noagendashow.com, they operate on the value for value model. And I mentioned that show in Profit from Your Podcast because they make boatloads of cash, but they also do boatloads of work. 
So this question came in from Brittany Felix. If you have a question of the month, if you have a suggestion, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. I threw this out on Facebook, and I actually was thinking of this one, and then Brittany Felix said the same exact one. I was like, all right, there you go. Great minds think alike. And that is, if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, you, you've been doing your podcast for a while now, you got X amount of episodes, which one's your favorite and why? And I got 728 of these bad boys. I got to think about this one a bit. But if you have a favorite, and then if you can, if there's an easy way to say it, let me know where it is or or just, as always, say the name of your show, say your website, say a little bit about it, you know, your elevator pitch, and then um, what's your favorite episode of your show and why. And I will try to actually link to the episode in the show notes that could be a bit of a struggle. So we'll see one way or another, but go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question, and I will need your answers. It's weird to think that this is going to be the question of the month for July, and that will be July 24th, 2020 is when I will need your deadline for that because it'll be coming out on the 27th of July. Hey, I've got something for you before we get to this interview with Brendan Mulligan. If you want to learn PodPage, Brendan is the guy that created it, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash learn PodPage. This is an absolutely free course, and I want to say this now, but here's some things to think about it. I have a love-hate relationship with WordPress, so PodPage is not a media host. This is not a Libsyn Blueberry, Podbean, Captivate replacement. This is something that would replace your web host. And so you might be saying, but yeah, but Dave, Libsyn gives me a website and so does Captivate and Blueberry has, uh, you know, uh, WordPress sites that are kind of scaled back. They're, they're all very basic websites and there's nothing wrong with those. But there are times when you're like, I just needed to do a little more. And then you look into it and you go, well, SiteGround once you, and let's face it, every every web host has some deal where it's like they will pay you the first month to use their service. I mean, it's ridiculously cheap. And then what happens is after the first year or whatever the trial period is over, they go to these. And this is where uh, I have my GoDaddy reseller. You can get uh, a web host there for $8.55. GoDaddy's $9.99. SiteGround is $14.99. HostGator is $14.99. They always say like, it's only $5.65. Yes, if you buy 70 years in advance. Okay, maybe not quite that much, but it is a lot. Uh, Pair.com is $14.99. seems to be that's the thing. And here's the cool thing is PodPage is either $5 or $14.99. And why I love it is because it does kind of everything I want it to do. It looks good. And it is a set it and forget it. And I'm going to interview Brendan here. But again, if you want to check out PodPage, because you can check it out for free, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash PodPage. If you want to learn how to use it, free course, no strings attached, schoolofpodcasting.com slash learn PodPage. Here's my interview with Brendan Mulligan, the man behind PodPage. Brendan Mulligan, the creator. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. What what inspired you to start podpage.com? I have spent a long time building tools for creators. I used to be sort of in the music industry proper 
as a record label person and a, an artist manager. And after doing that for a long time, I started to realize there's a lot of interesting tools to build to make musicians more effective and efficient. So I left and built some built a lot of different technology. But one of the things I built was a, a website creator because most musicians would rather spend their time writing music than building websites. And then a few years later, I was working with app developers building iOS apps. And I found that the same thing was true. They want to be writing code to make their app amazing. And they don't want to be building a marketing website. And then lo and behold, a few years later, as I got a little bit more into podcasting, I started seeing the same thing. I saw two things that that reminded me of music. One, it seemed like podcasters would rather think about their next guest or the content versus updating a website. And two, because of that, that was leading a lot of people to not have a website at all. And so the only relationship they had with their listeners was through Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or all the different players. And so I saw in the music industry where if you lose control or connection with your audience, your listeners, your fans, what have you, and then that platform changes, you can potentially completely lose your entire audience. And so it just seemed like as I started talking to some podcasters, why don't you have a website? People cited that it was just kind of too much of a pain in the ass to actually build one. And so I thought I would sort of take the third act of creator website builders and and build Podpage. So let's say... I'm I'm torn between WordPress and I don't know uh, Squarespace and Wix and all that other stuff. If I'm thinking of starting a, a using PodPage, what do I have to do to get going? You don't need a feed, but it's a lot easier if you have a couple episodes up in a feed. And you essentially go to PodPage. You just enter the name of your podcast. We try to pull it from iTunes. If you're not in iTunes yet, you can enter your feed or, or manually add it. And then once the feed is in PodPage, it will just keep the site up to date. Every time you release new episodes, it pulls in a new page, creates an episode page, pulls in all your show notes, pulls in the uh, media player, and creates a new part of your or website for that one episode. And you can set up an about page, which is one of the most important pages on a website. You can set up a page to explain what your podcast is all about. You can set up pages to donate. You can. There's a lot of customization, but but ultimately what makes it really powerful is you just add your feed once and it ascend, and pick what template you want, what you want your page to look like, and you never have to think about your website again. It'll just constantly stay up to date. Nice. So whoever your host is, this works with, I'm assuming any host, because all you need is the feed, right? Yeah, it has only been a few months since it's been out, and there's certainly been some bumps in the road of finding new and creative things that hosts are doing with the RSS feed. But yeah, right now there isn't a feed that we haven't seen that we can support. And whenever there's a glitch, it's usually easily fixed. Nice. So you mentioned some customization. How customized can I get? The goal for me is a lot of people will automatically have a basic, basic, basic website with their podcast host. Typically, it's not customizable at all. And it's it's the basics. And then the other option has always been set up a WordPress site. And that's about as customizable as you could ever want. Also, a lot harder to do. And so PodPage tries to sit in the middle. And as I was, we were talking the other day, and I was mentioning that I'm about to push out a new... Um, template engine where you basically can go and you can pick a theme of what you want your site to look like. And what the theme does is it basically sets up a ton of small customizations throughout the site. And then you can go in and you can refine them. So if you're someone who just kind of says, this is the kind of color and way I want my site to look, you can, you'll have a bunch of choices for that. If you're someone who wants to get really, really detailed, it's not, again, it's not going to be WordPress customization because you won't have HTML code that you're in messing with. But it's gonna, I'm trying to get as close as possible to that. So if you want that kind of power, you have it. But you don't have to deal with all of the other things that come with WordPress. But if you don't want that kind of power, um, it's going to be a lot more customizable than what you have with your host. Nice. So you can be as simple or as robust as you want. That's pretty cool. 
the balance to strike is not making it too complicated. Yeah. I want to, I want to make it very customizable, but when I do that, people who don't want the customization can get lost with some of the settings. So that's the balance that using the sort of this beta period with early users to kind of figure out. It's a little bit like a podcast. You have to figure out who is my target audience and then give them what they want and realize that, well, not everybody's going to like this and I have to be okay with that. Exactly. Uh, You mentioned donations and things like that. How I know there's Patreon and things like that and you copy code and blah, blah, blah. How does that tie into a pod page? A fairly simple start, which is you can enter all your, whichever one of these donation platforms you use, you enter what your URL is and banners put on your homepage and there's a donation page built. And then you can add some additional color around what the donations are for. So you can have it just put a Patreon badge on your page, or you can build a donation page that actually explains what the donations go to and how you think about crowdfunding and crowdsourcing. I I can't remember how many we support. I think it's five or six now. Eventually, I'd love to do a deeper integration with each platform. But just to start, it just makes it so when you're, if you have a Patreon page or a Ko-Fi or a Glow, or there's a couple others, the, the branded badge is on your site. Well, the nice thing about that is, like you said, there's a little spot there where you can type in things. So if you found some new service that isn't yet supported, you just put the information in there. Can I embed like HTML into that if I need to? Yep. On the about page, the donation page, and all the custom pages you can make, you basically can embed whatever HTML you want to. And so if there's one that we don't support, you can even embed the the badge or the widget if they provide a widget. Nice. Let's say I'm an author and I want to make a page about my book. You, You mentioned how there's an about page and a contact page. Can I make a a separate page to just promote my book? Yes. In the early early testing, originally it was just pages that I do with your podcast, and it was pretty clear um, that there were two big other use cases why people would say, oh, I need to get a WordPress site. One was being able to create custom pages. So like you just said, if it's a book or someone wants to list the gear that they have, or if there's an accompanying app that they want to talk about. So you can create a custom page about anything. You can create as many as you want. And then the other was... Some people wanted those custom pages just to be blog posts. So if they wanted to write about their um, something that wasn't an episode, but was still content that they wanted to put out to the audience, they were having trouble because they would say, well, I guess for my blog, I'll use WordPress. For my podcast, I'll use you. And that's going to be confusing to my listeners. And so you can create as many custom pages as you want, which are just sort of one-off pages, or you can create blog posts, which end up looking sitting in a blog format and show up on a blog. Nice. And in some cases, you might not want to put a ton of stuff into your media host because that's going to go into your RSS feed. So I don't want to start embedding videos and things of that nature. Is there any way once it comes to the pod page that I can then go in and kind of spice up a little more? Maybe I just want a paragraph of here's what's in the show. Now I want to expand on that because it's my website and I want Google to find it. Is that something I can do? Yep. We try to pull in the content in the, and put it in the right place from your feed. But once it's in there, you can do all the editing you want. So you can change the episode image. If you chose not to put an episode image specifically in your feed, you can add extended show notes. There's an area where you can put it. If, you want it, if you're the type of person who likes to do a transcript, there's a section where you can add a transcript and that shows up on your page. So you can really fill out the content as much as you want. One of the things I do on this show a lot is I always have whatever the episode number is, or in this case, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash pod page, that's my affiliate link. Is there any way to add those kind of links either to my episode or to something I'm trying to get people to remember? And I, 
I don't want to say, oh, just go to bit.ly.com slash MKBX97. Got it? <laughs> Thanks. Is there any way to do that and make it easy to, to remember? Yeah, so there's there's three things. The first, uh, you mentioned sponsor links. So you can set up any link to redirect to an external page. So you can you can go in and you can set up, let's say you're talking about a, a microphone that you love. You can say, go to if you want to buy it, go to mypodcast.com slash microphone. And essentially, you can set that to take the user to any URL. So it can take you to an Amazon page with an affiliate link. So those are sort of the sponsored links you can set up. But then when it comes to episodes... First thing we do is we pull in the the episode and we make the episode name the actual web link. So let's say this episode, your title is called Brendan Mulligan from PodPage. When it's pulled into PodPage, it would say Brendan my mydomain.com slash Brendan dash Mulligan dash from dash PodPage. And we do that because that's what Google wants. Google wants to know like it's very important that the URL is similar to the content on the page, as opposed to it being podpage or mydomain.com slash x4374. So that's how it's set up. You can customize that. So let's say you wanted to call it something different. You can make that link whatever you want. But the other thing is if this was episode 400 of School of Podcasting, you automatically will get, when you go to schoolpodcasting.com slash 400, it will take you, redirect you back to the, the Brendan from Podpath page site. You don't have to set that up. It, it just comes automatically. Whatever the episode number is, will redirect to that episode page. Nice. So is that based on then the episode number in the feed? Yes. Beautiful. What if we, not, not that we ever do this, but what if we forget to put in the the episode number or in some cases we put in the wrong one? Do I have to go back to the feed to fix that or what's? Yeah, it's just uh, every episode in PodPage will have in the dashboard has its own page. It has a ton of fields that you can fill out and you can just go in and change the number to whatever the right one is. So very easy to fix. What about trying to think what else podcasters want? What about an email list? Sometimes I'll, if somebody's trying to do a coach or somebody like that, and they have a some sort of sign up for my insert lead magnet or something like that. Do you have any integrations with any other the Mailchimp's of the world and all that? Or uh, full integrations are on the roadmap. Actually, one of the main reasons that both the Musician website project was started and PodPages because I think that the email list is one of the best ways to actually build your own connection with an audience. And I spent a bunch of time before building PodPage talking to some of uh, some really really successful podcasters. And most of them say the best thing I do that people don't do is is get people's email addresses and have a direct connection with them. And so from day one, that's been a feature that you can turn on. It basically adds a little form on the right side of the homepage and to collect email addresses. And also you can set it to prompt. If you don't want to, if someone ha- doesn't happen to see the form, you can set it to prompt. 10 seconds after someone comes on the page, it'll pull up, it'll put a modal over saying, hey, subscribe to my email list. And you can customize that messaging. So the capture of email addresses is there and then it sits in your dashboard and you can move it over to MailChimp or any of these other services whenever you want. It will be coming where you can just sort of connect MailChimp and it'll automatically keep it up to date. But I wanted to make sure instead of holding the whole feature back for a mail, a better MailChimp or constant contact or what have you integration, I wanted to be able to get the input from the listeners as quickly as possible. What's is, is somebody goes, okay, this sounds pretty cool. Sounds pretty easy. I like it. Throw in my RSS feed and spits out a website. That's pretty cool. What's uh, What are we looking for in terms of fees for this? So there's two tiers. Well, I guess there's sort of three tiers. The first thing is that there's no free trials because you can use it for free for as long as you want um, without adding a custom domain. So I, I was thinking about you could do a, a week-long or two-week or month-long free trial. And the problem with websites is you really want to make it perfect before you launch. And I didn't want to have to have people think like, 
oh, I'm going to launch my podcast in 14 days. So, or in three weeks, so I'm going to wait a week to start the website. Like you can come in and you can create a website, fully featured, tinker, send it to friends, get feedback on it for as long as you want. When you're ready to add your own domain name, that's when you upgrade to pay one of the two tiers. And so the first tier is five bucks a month and it's, it's got all the basics, episode website, episode pages, categories, pulling in the feed. It, it's sort of all the basic stuff you would need. Um, it's five bucks a month. And then the pro tier is 15. And that just comes with a lot more customization and a lot more features. And I love the fact that you can play with it as long as you want, because it's like you said, your your website typically is not something you're going to change a lot. Yep. Once you get it set the way you want it, but it's not like you're going to go, okay, well, this week I'm going to use PodPage, then I'm going to go to Squarespace, and then I'm going to go over to Wix. And it's like, no, nobody wants that headache. So yeah. it's nice. You can kind of really let them decide, okay, yeah, this is going to do exactly what I want it to do. Well, I didn't want to put any barriers in between someone being interested in seeing if it worked for them and them being able to really give it a test run. And so there's no credit card required when you sign up. I do ask for an email address. You can generate a page without signing up for an account and just see what it would look like. But if you want to start customizing, I need, you need to create a user account so I can save your customizations. But outside of that, there's no credit card required or anything else. You can just kind of come in and tinker. And the only thing I ever ask for return is I ask the users to send feedback because that's how the product is getting improved. By It's like, I love when users sign up and use it and upgrade, but I also love it when they don't because that gives a great, great, great opportunity to find out what didn't work for someone to make it better. And I know you're, you're active right now. You're doing a lot of your support. You have a Slack channel that you pretty much live in and, and there are other people in there and it's, it's growing on a regular basis. Anything you said, there are some things rolling out soon. Is there anything you can share on that? That The two big enhancements, one, so yesterday I pushed out just a ton of small customizations you could do now um, that weren't available before. So you can customize the navigation bar. You, there's a section that you can add that you've always been able to add for new listeners. So if someone comes to your, especially someone who has like 400 episodes already, and they have a new listener come to the page for the first time, it's a little overwhelming to know where to start. Because I'm a guess, at least in the software world, we know what user onboarding looks like. We know like, here's the first thing we should ask of a user. When you're a podcaster, I'm assuming here are some of the episodes that make that really show why this is a, a valuable podcast. And so the, you've always been able to have a section on your homepage to say, for new, new listeners, start here. I've added like a bunch of customizations to that. You're now able to customize the episode list in a bunch of different formats and different styles. You can add background colors. And so there's just... Yesterday, I pushed out a ton of cu- customization options. Coming up, it'll they'll just be an easier way. Instead of having to, to do each one individually, you can kind of say like, I want the... I haven't come up with names for them yet, but like I want template A and that basically will put 60 customizations across the website. Now you can go in and tweak colors or fonts or whatever you want to do, but like it's kind of a one-click way of, if you want your page to look maybe like someone writing a book would want, which is like a little more literary, a little more text heavy, maybe sans serif font or serif fonts as opposed to sans serif fonts. So you'll be able to choose that theme and then you can go in and make edits how you want. So that's coming out. And then the other one is a pretty big upgrade just to the, like I pull in reviews and a bunch of people want better ways to share them and better alerts when they come in and stuff like that. So sort of a secondary feature. Yeah. I know for me, I think the thing that caught my attention is when you said I could make sponsor links. I love, I know that's just me, but I love my sponsor links and I can say, Hey, if you want to, if you want to check out PodPage, school of podcasting.com slash pod page. Yep. Beautiful. And it's so easy to do. So, well, Brendan, thank you so much, man, for taking the time to to come on. And again, it's free. I was going to say, go over, check it out. You'll be amazed. I know I was surprised. And uh, I know I asked you kind of where you got, because I've seen, I get approached all the time 
by people that say, oh, I've made this new thing. It's going to solve. And then they explain a problem that really doesn't exist. <laughs> and how, what what kind of research did you do to figure out what features to include up front? The biggest thing that I did was I looked at the people that I had, I considered or people or my peers considered successful at building a, an audience in podcasting. And so it wasn't a huge amount of people. It was, but it was a, a bit, a good number of people. And I just went there and I said, what are the things that they're doing on their websites that are consistent across all of them? And it wasn't the thing, the things on that list were not like here. It's pretty. It's super, it's really pretty. It was always like they collected emails. They had a page, a dedicated page for every episode. They made it very easy for a new listener to come in and start the journey of, of becoming familiar with the podcast. They made it really, really easy to listen. So they didn't hide the play links, like there was a play link on the first page or the play link right at the top of the episode page. It was clean. It loaded fast. All these, there are some basic, the basics, but just like getting that content forward was, was a big deal. And so that's where a lot of the initial focus was. If you want to see one in action, if you go to LogicalLoss.com, I moved the Logical Weight Loss podcast over there just because me, I love to play stuff with stuff. And when I found it, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And some of my episodes are all about gadgets and wearables and, and the health. And some of my audience loves that stuff. And then some of it's kind of mindset stuff. And then some of it's food stuff and things like that. So, yeah, the category feature definitely uh, comes in handy. So I think the but, other uh, thing well, that you mentioned that podcasting is an audio format. It's not even like YouTube where you can put a link on the, the, the page to click on. So it was really important to be able to direct users or listeners to your website, to different parts of your website very easily. So that's where the sponsor links come from. There's That's where the, the sort of the forwarding URLs come from. Like Being able to know if you're doing a episode all about the best microphone, when you're recording it to say, hey, at, go read the show notes at slash best microphone. Being able to know you can set that up later and you can, before you publish your episode, like that's the kind of stuff that was just, there's certain platforms that weren't thinking about that. So. And you mentioned YouTube, you do have a feature that if, cause some people are using things like StreamYard and they will do a live show. They're going out to Facebook live. They're going out to YouTube. They're going out to Twitch. And I know you have somewhere in the back end where I can just put in a link to a YouTube video. Is that correct? Yeah, the, the two video-related features. One is every episode you can add a YouTube link to. You can, I think you can add any other link also, if it's Vimeo or whatever. But you can add a video too manually. Also, if you have a video podcast, which iTunes is supporting now, and we pull in video, a video podcast, well, actually, instead of showing a media player that is a audio player, we show a video player. So nice. for some, if you do have vi- video related to your, your podcast that can be on your website also. Constantly evolving. So, well, Brendan, thanks again for your time. If you want to go check this out again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash pod page. Brendan, uh, good luck. Uh, it's going to be fun to see what this, it's already pretty cool. And it sounds like you're adding more things to it every day. So thanks again for all your time. Keep the feedback coming. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. And I want to say that interview is maybe three weeks old, probably two. And since we've done that interview, he's already rolled out new stuff. And it's actually one of those things it's, I have to keep up on this to keep the tutorials up to date and he keeps adding new stuff and he bases all of the features are on feedback from the audience. Like uh, last night I said, Hey, I've got a bunch of episodes and I'm trying to find one. Cause you can actually say here, uh, it's kind of like, Hey, if you're new here, listen to this episode and you can have that on your front page. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Except I wanted to find 
my very first logical weight loss podcast. Well, it was on like page 38 and there was only a way to go next, next, next. I said, is there any way we could have like a first and last button? And literally, I don't know, two hours later, there it was. It's really pretty cool. It just proves again that to be successful, you listen to your target audience and give them what they want and realize, I love the fact that he said, look, I want this to be flexible. I want it to be powerful, but it can't be so flexible that the ease of use goes out the window. And he realizes that some people are going to go, no, you know what? This is pretty cool, but it's not for me. You know, there are going to be those people that need WordPress, that need the ultimate flexibility of design and the ultimate flexibility that I want to do A-B split testing while I do a funnel. But you can embed HTML in these, by the way, and JavaScript. So I thought it was really interesting because he approached me and he kind of knew, you know, how to approach me. He didn't just say, hey, love your show. Would love to talk to you. He took some time and did some homework. And enough to where I now have two podcasts on PodPage. I have the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. You can find that at LogicalLoss.com. And I'm playing now with one, AkronPodcast.com. And uh, I love the fact, here's, here's what I like about it, is I logged into, I have a website. I have about six or seven WordPress websites. And I manage them all through a service called ManageWP. And normally when I log in, if it's been longer than a week, I have a bunch of plugins that are up that need updated. I have themes that need updated. I've got about mm, 700 spam messages I have to get rid of. And so again, I love WordPress, but I kind of hate WordPress. And I always just tell people, whatever you do, have a backup. And I'm actually thinking of moving quite a few of my podcasts to this because you don't have to worry about backups. He's got it backed up and I don't have to worry about plug-in issues and things of that nature. So like I said, it's not a media host. This is a web host. It would replace your, your Wix, your Squarespace, your WordPress, whatever. And I think the thing I like about that I, is I'm not trying to shoehorn a podcast into a template that was made for a restaurant. And there are others. Now, if you're a member of the School of Podcasting, you've already got this course. It's in the Build Your Podcast website, along with a PodPage competitor, along with some tutorials on WordPress. So if you're a member of the School of Podcasting, you can get all the different options. If you're not, and you just want to check out PodPage, again, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash learn PodPage, and that will take you to the free course. Do you know somebody else that would have enjoyed this episode? Feel free to share that with them. I deeply appreciate that. And don't forget to tell them to use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when they sign up at schoolofpodcasting.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. That's going to do it for this week. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. Dismissed.